Welcome to the Mark Our Words Podcast. What's good with you, Chen? No, yo. Dang. All right. All right. Well, all right. Cool. No, 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 no. We can keep going. No, 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 no. Are no, you after? No. <laughs> That's life. <laughs> yo, welcome back to the Mark Our Words Podcast. I got it in. <laughs> no, you're right. Go ahead. Keep going, bro. No, I mean, life is good, man. Life is good, man. I think I'm going to wait to the second uh, episode to tell you about my week. But outside of what I'm going to tell you, uh-huh. I have my uh, mother's dog with me. Okay. And uh, that's been a little annoying. How so? You love Boaz. Yeah, but the the responsibility of, of taking care of a dog, man. Like, you can you can never sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> you never sleep in you're doing walks no matter what is going on outside whether it's raining because it rained this week okay whether oh it's so, raining, whole, so whether it's cold so so you had him the whole week i had him the whole week okay i tried to get rid of him yesterday whoa as in like as in give him away i'll give it back to my mother is my is mama out of town or something so that's the thing so she has some pest control stuff going on and so, to be able to handle those things, they sell a bunch of traps. Uh-huh. However, these traps could also harm Boaz. So, so those traps going to be gone when he goes home? I hope so. Okay. Because I can only do one more week. <laughs> He's a good dog. It's just, I'm about to say, he's chilling right here. He's just cooling, you know? But it's just one of those things, like, because I don't have a front yard. Okay. I have to go walk him all the way to the park so he can use the bathroom. And that's just, just a lot. I don't know how people do do it without parks. Like where they where they take their dog outside on the street in front of somebody else's house. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> in front of somebody else's house, or you have a whole bunch of alleys. So I guess yeah. I'm not even gonna hold you. While I was driving here, I saw a homeless guy using the bathroom in the alley. I felt bad for him. Okay. So well, that was. I mean, where else is he gonna go? So, but it, I saw it though. It's kind of like, cause like you said, like once you get to Baltimore City, like it's pockets. Mm. So like before I get to like your block and stuff like that, mm. where like it looks like good, you gotta go through like a couple, like four blocks before your block to where it look. Oh yeah, they definitely go gent, they definitely go gentrify that area, for sure, for sure. They got. People in there using bathroom the alleys. Oh boy, don't white people go get them, boy. But you know, yeah, that's unfortunate. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't want to touch that, so okay. I'm, I'm gonna let it rock. But what's on your mind for this episode? Yeah, man. So we had a great conversation. Convers- Whoa, we had a great conversation. It was um, earlier this week where you uh, brought up, you know. If our generation is mentally weak. Um, compared to past generations? Compared to past generations. Mm. And so, I kind of want to dive into that. Uh, okay. Explore that topic a little bit more. And then one, I think, what made you say that? I think it was some guy that you was listening to. Yeah, but that's more of a minuscule okay, specific point. thing. But I can speak in broader terms. Okay. Uh, to answer that question, yes. I believe uh, my generation and lower is uh, weaker than uh, previously. My phone is ringing, so <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's that's interesting. So you want to take a pause? No. <laughs> <laughs> the 
<laughs> that gonna be the blooper reel. <laughs> that was my niece. So if if my uh, niece sees this, when she sees this, I'll call you back. Okay. Shout out to the niece. Shout out to the Howard. Yes. Shout out to Howard. <laughs> sorry, sorry to your niece. <laughs> hopefully she is surviving in those tents. Hopefully, hopefully she's not in the tent. Hopefully, okay. Hopefully she talked to some people and got inside. But um, yes, I think my generation is is uh, and below is definitely uh, weaker compared to um, previous generations. Okay. But your question made me think more broadly, and maybe I answer your question with a question. And my question was: uh, Is our generation mentally weak? Is more mentally weak? And I say yes, but I don't know if our generation have to be, or do our generation rather, have to be as strong as previous generations. When I think of, can I use this example for for example for, let's say you have a kid, right? And your kid plays in dirt, like he's like three. He's playing in dirt, Mm. right? It's a bad thing that he's playing in dirt because he can catch something. But you take him to the doctor, he's sick. And the doctor's like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, it's good. It strengthens his immune system for because um, it's because it is introducing him to or them to some some things that mm-hmm. that his immune system needs to get used to fighting and things like that. That's how I view uh, uh, mental health. Um, there are some things that are typically bad for you. Mm-hmm. You know, some poisons, some toxins that are bad for you, but. If introduced at the wrong time in your life and not probably early on, it can potentially harm you. And and that's what I feel like um, my generation and younger, we are trying to avoid some toxins. And granted, it is bad. It is some bad things that that our generation uh, that we seen before us went through. But I believe that at the end of the day, to in uh, my example, it would strengthen our immune system. It would strengthen our mental health overall. Um, strengthen it in the sense of, oh, we are introduced to it. It may be toxic, but we made it through it and uh, we benefit from it. Okay. I guess my, my first question would be, what, what are these toxic things that you're talking about? Uh, stress. Okay. Um, anxiety. And these are things that I'm saying that is, uh, I'm not talking clinical, like depression. I'm not talking about clinical. I'm not talking about like disorders. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like feelings that you may feel that is, uh, what's the word? Uh, that doesn't benefit you, you know, like stress at work. You know, some people, there's, there's, there's actually this tweet going out right now, which is funny, where uh, somebody says, these children these days are not staying at one company. They switching job to job to job, just going after the bigger pay. And that's not how we used to do it back in the day, just paraphrasing. Mm. And somebody quote tweeted and was like, yeah, like my salary literally doubled by me, like going to job to job to job. Like I'm, it's a different way I'm playing the game. And you can see the benefit in, uh, in switching jobs and doing things like that. But I think some of the things that, uh, are the toxins to answer your question more directly stress um endurance i feel like we don't really uh we're not an enduring generation compared to uh our previous generation but to my point i don't know if 
we need that type of endurance for today compared to, let's say, our parents and so forth. Because it's a different time and different, uh, different levels, different devils, I guess. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think maybe we don't need the same type of, uh, I guess, mental toughness that previous generations went through. Okay. And, you know, you had, and just for black people, you had slavery, you had the civil rights, Jim Crow. Yeah. Uh, the crack era, all these different periods in, in just black people's lives where, yeah, that, that, that took some mental toughness to get through, um, whether you was affected or not. That generation as a whole was uh was hit hard, right? Yeah. And I think those things either make you stronger or weaker as a person. So you know, if you gone through slavery, gone through slavery, you know, okay. <laughs> you either was uh, uh was that guy off of um uh Django, uh, Samuel Jackson character, mm-hmm. either that guy, a coon basically, uh, yeah, a coon, or you're somebody who tries to escape. Yeah. So it's like. Or you just try to survive, right? I think that type of mental stress, though, yes, it's strong. Yeah, you're strong mentally, but are you healthy? I don't mm. think anybody wants to live under that type of pretense. Yeah, you could survive it, but it goes to your point. There's a difference between surviving and thriving. Yeah, and I think our generation is is focused on thriving, and we see that past generations, all they did was survive. Whether it was our grandparents, our great grandparents, and so forth, yeah, they survived. Whether it was through abuse, like remember, um, you know, a lot of uh, older generations, they never talked about what they they went through as as kids mm-hmm. or as you know through their lives. And when you brought it up to them, they were like, "Look, don't say nothing about it. Just keep it to yourself and mm-hmm. keep pushing on." Because that's how they dealt with it. Yeah. But it was a surviving technique. It was never a, I'm living the best way I could live. It was like, I have to go through this because, one, nobody's going to believe me. Two, I seen what happened when other people spoke up. And so what people are doing in this generation is like, okay, how do we not just survive these certain things, whether it's abuse, whether it's stress, whether it's anxiety? How do we not just survive, but we thrive? Yeah, we go through some healing process where you don't have to deal with it by yourself. That we have spaces like the Me Too, or other you know forms of of outlets to to really support each other and uplift each other. Yes, but I view those as those movements mm-hmm. more as corrections, N- correction to the norm. So somebody's something as Me Too, mm-hmm. as you pointed out, that is a correction. And even at times, maybe even an overcorrection, depending on how you judge it, mm-hmm. based on how wrong we was treating certain people. Exactly. You know, um, I wouldn't consider that, even though it was happening day to day, that's not everybody's uh, cross the bear. Like, like I haven't experienced that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my question to you is... Is there ever a point in our generation? Because, like, you said our generation want to thrive. But I feel like, do you feel like, rather, do you feel that we are trying to skip some steps to to thrive? Because this, like, one thing that is going to be, like, generational, no matter which generation you come through, there's going to be hardships that will happen in your life. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's more of an avoidance of hardships and 
and some people may view it as cowardice as in like you we don't have to fight these battles but no matter which battle you're trying to run from you may run from that battle but you go run from you go run to a different battle that is uh that you have to have some type of toughness to so my thing is do you believe that we are trying to thrive without some type of survival because survival there is some traits and gifts that you can learn while trying to survive now granted the thing about trying to survive you hope not to live your whole life that way which you know some of our people in our past generation have unfortunately thrived throughout their whole life i mean survived throughout their whole life but there is something that happens to i guess the human body or or the human mind to where it's rather fight or flight and you really learn more about yourself in my opinion I know during my survival stages in life, I'm like, whoa, I didn't know I had that in me. I didn't know I had that gall in me. I didn't know I can um, make it through. Mm-hmm. So now when I see another battle or when I face another battle, I can rely on, oh, I made it through the previous battle. I'm, I'm tougher now. Like I'm not as reactionary to this new battle mm-hmm. because that old battle gave me some tough skin. It gave me some knowledge it gave me some mental toughness as i would describe it what was the question okay <laughs> do i do i feel like the question is do you feel like our generation is trying to skip the survival skip part steps. and and trying to thrive yes but but that's but you said it yourself when we talk about mentorship right yeah that life is already hard enough so if you can make it easier as 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 much as you can, mm-hmm. life is going to do what it does, which is throw rocks at you. So if you can make it easier, whether it's like instead of me having to wait five years mm-hmm. to get the pay that I think I could get, let me just go from one job to the next job to the next job till I get that. And if I, if and if I made that mistake, it's going to tell like life is going to tell you like you wasn't ready. Yeah. So you either have to get ready or I'm gonna push you back. Like you like that's that's what happens, right? I think I think there's there's different levels of there's new every generation has their own new level of stress, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you know you know, if you're dealing with overt racism, that's a whole new level of racism where you can't really tell if it's racist or not. And you're the only black person in the classroom or the only black person in your workforce. But it's just weird things that they're doing. And you can't really pinpoint. It's a different psychological game. Mm-hmm. Is it the same type of stress? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. And people probably agree that it's not. But it's still stress to a point. Uh, I think, you know, the, the things that we're dealing with now is just stuff that people in previous generations never dealt with. And you can kind of see it with uh, Lil Boozy and Lil Nas X. Yeah. Two different generations. Lil Boosie is going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on with Lil. Like at certain points when I watch some videos, I'll be like, "This got to be staged." But you can't. But it's it's the but you see it with adults. Adults don't know how to deal with social media because mm. they just wasn't built for it. They don't know how to deal with the constant. Like anytime somebody's commenting on this stuff, they they don't know how to deal with it. I but I would challenge you and say that we really don't know how to handle social media as well too. We know how to we, we we probably better than way better. Better but Lil Nas X, he probably gets death threats and all even when he was going through the whole thing. Sure. He dealt with it like a champ. So it's like 
our generation, yeah, there might be certain things that are affecting us. Yeah. But we know how to handle it way better than adults. We're, but we're also more. Well, I'm we not. Adults, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to say that our generation is more depressed, but. I think past generations are depressed too. You, about most, the, most most of the people killing each other, killing themselves, are fifty year old males. I get that, but I think it's because the older generation don't really understand social media. I don't think they understand how social media. Even me, honestly, I kind of don't understand as well how social media can be the source of depression. At least to back then, they could be like, "Hey, I'm working these jobs. I'm I'm doing to them real things that's causing stress on my life." To where, think of it as cyberbullying. I hear so many adults say, "Yo, just log off. Like, just turn, just don't read the comments or don't get online." But it's kind of hard to say that to a generation who grew up online. So there's a um a lack of I'm not gonna say respect, but there's some type of ignorance. On the older generation of how cyberbullying, cyberbullying, I ain't know like five years ago, cyberbullying was a huge thing, to where it was like actual like leading stories on the news, like so and so killed himself because they was being bullied online. Me, I don't get it because I'm I get it in the sense of logic, but I don't understand because I got bullied in real life. So it's like, oh, how do you? They give you the test. Oh, the, to be the bully, you gotta punch the bully. You got punch the bully in their mouth or something like that. I did that to my bully and he whooped my behind. You know, that ain't work. But what do you do besides turn off the computer, turn off the phone when you're cyberbullying? So that's why I think it's a it's it's a level of ignorance to where the older generation can be like, oh, you're not mentally strong because you're feeling some type of way off of words that's being written to you on the internet. Like I've been called the N-word by white people. I have to worry about being lynched. I have to worry about racism and things like that. So that's why I feel like they feel, and even me as well as certain aspects, that we're just not mentally tough. But we may not have to be that tough. But it's just my opinion on that. Yeah, but those people never dealt with cyberbullying. The adults, the the not adults, the grown folks, the people that are like fifty plus, those people that dealt with it, they can't, they don't even know how to thrive. They over here crying, talk about, I'm sorry, but you guys are telling me to kill myself, and I'm supposed to. It's like that's that's the internet. Welcome, but that's not everybody. That's most adults. Mm, I wouldn't say that, but but okay, then give me an example of somebody. No, I I can't. I, I don't think it's fair to say that's most adults. Because the stories that I'm hearing of people killing themselves with cyberbullying, they're in they middle kids. school. Exactly. So now then the, the then you have to go back. You asking a kid who's don't even know themselves to deal with the same thing that got you crying on national TV. Mm. Ain't nobody crying because somebody bullied them on True. national TV. You crying because somebody said to kill yourself. Now you you want the kid, middle schooler, an elementary kid. A high schooler who got no friends to go and to deal with the same thing that you was dealing with as a grown adult, and fifty years old, with true. kids, and you, 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 you got your own kids. You got, you got a wife or you got a husband. You doing big things, but you cry on national TV talking about 
man, why y'all doing this? And you see it with all these celebrities. Everybody's crying like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. I didn't know but it was I, racist. I hate using celebrities as an example. Okay, who are we going to Because use? celebrities, some of them, as far as I know, are entitled. Okay. So they just off the wagon, off top. I'm talking about the everyday the everyday guy, the person that we see every day. And I don't want to stick to that example, but that is true to where, you know what? It's not fair to ask someone who is 51 to go through the same thing. Uh, excuse me, rather someone who is a child to go through the same thing as an adult does. But to my point, just to get off of cyberbullying mm-hmm. in itself, how, if, if that's the case, how do we build up mental strength? Is mental strength a real thing then? I don't think so. I think it is. Because I think if there's such a thing as physical strength, there has to be a such thing as mental strength. It does. I mean... And the way that I would level, and it, and, it, and it may not be healthy, but the, the best way that I can attest to mental strength is endurance. Can you be too strong physically? Yeah. To a point where it's unhealthy, right? Yeah. Okay. Then, then I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say... That you should focus on being as mentally strong as possible. So what's so what's the middle ground? I would say try to be mentally healthy, whatever that means. If that means, but but you have to give like at least give me some type of outlook of what do you mean when you say be mentally healthy? If that means cutting people off, some people will say, "Oh, you're not mentally strong." Well, if you don't got if you don't have to deal with these people, cut them off, and that means removing yourself in certain situations. Do that. You don't have to go through things if you don't need to. Yeah. And so I would say whatever keeps your mind peace at peace and whatever you're doing on a day to day basis to keep that mind at peace, continue doing that or or start doing that. That's why I would say is mentally healthy. For me, that's meditating, reading my Bible. Yeah. Praying to God. These are the things, you know, exercising, which is in, in a weird way. Yes, it does keep me physically healthy. But also keeps me mentally healthy. Yeah, and just remove myself from certain certain uh, you know uh, platforms. Instagram was one of those. Instagram didn't do anything for me outside of just me focusing on other people's lives. Yeah, why why am I focusing on these people's lives? I don't like I'm not even posting my life. So it was like okay, and then you know you start to wonder like okay, am I am I doing this because I want to do this? Or am I doing this because I saw this person or that person that person or all these people do it? And like, and do I want Yeezys? No, but you start seeing yourself scrolling through the Yeezy store yeah. and seeing what you... <laughs> so it's like, so you, you, you figure out, okay, what is it that gives me peace of mind and continue doing that? Yeah. And I think that's something that we're trying to focus on. Whereas mental strength is just, okay, how do I go through this even though it is 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 not doing anything for me, I wouldn't say it's not doing something for you. What's it doing? Let's say let's say, you know what, Chen, you got this job because mm-hmm. most Americans go through this. You got this job, mm-hmm. but let's say you got some debt and you need another job to pay the other bills. Okay, right. So you got to get a second job. Just something, just. To- just something to pay off the debt, right? Okay. You need some mental toughness mm-hmm. to work two jobs. Yeah. Even if, let's say, you work your regular job five days and you work your part-time job three days. But 
the reason why you need mental toughness because that second job takes away some of your mental rest. So there has to be some type of endurance that you have to have. And that's why I say to just say flat out that it won't benefit you. There's, there's literally things that people have to do that will benefit them, but it comes at a cost. So it's just that simple example that the common man can, can attest to working two jobs, you know, uh, uh, going to school and working. Mm-hmm. You know, some people have the privilege of they can just focus on school. But some people got to go to school and go to work. Mm-hmm. And you got to have mental toughness to be like, okay, my mental rest is going to be um, in the balance for this period of time. I need to have some enduring power. And something to your point, you gave many examples of things that you do to strengthen your body physically, even to strengthen your mind mentally, right? Is there anything that, and rather, you gave an example of one thing that was affecting you mentally that you was contributing to, and that was Instagram. And that's kind of my point right there, too. We just can't talk about mental health or talk about how strong people are mentally and just skim over the fact that some of the, some of the mental weaknesses that we have, we, are, we play a major part in that. It's not just things just happening to us. It's things that we contribute to. Something like social media. Social, a lot of us is on social media, and a lot of us is, are de- is depressed. I don't know why. And, and I'm not talking, like I said, I'm not talking about depression disorder. I'm not talking about anything that you need to be medicated for. Something that's like, you know, an illness. But something that you're doing to attribute to that. And I don't think a lot of people are talking about it from that angle of how you say, hey, the same way as you say you have to cut some people off. That's you contributing in some way to your mental weakness. So to me, I'm like, hey, the same way as you can be strong, you can be weak. But the same way as you cannot go to the gym, the same way as you cannot meditate or or in your case, read your Bible and things like that. You're physically and at times mentally attributing to your physical and mental weakness. So that's why I'm that's so that's why I believe there's a such thing as mental strength and mental weakness, because there's things that we do to tip the scale one way or the other yeah i mean but it's just health it's not it's not weakness <laughs> or strength it's just like are you healthy but people don't view it as health though what do you mean like even i have a problem or 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 i was ignorant rather to where like mental health and mental illness is two different things so once i got that knowledge i'm like oh okay like there's things that I do that is mentally unhealthy mm-hmm. and I will be not honest. I'll be lying if I come out and say, oh, doing this, this attributed to my uh, mental health of why is it, why I need to take a break from. But I'm like, I, I am I, I am the main character in my life. Mm-hmm. If, if there's something to your point that I can remove myself from, I have to take that responsibility of being like, hey, I'm not doing that, or I'm cutting that off, or I'm cutting that people off. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of, I feel like we live in a generation now that want to have their cake and eat it too. To where it's like, oh, you're supposed to treat me right and things like that, and you're supposed to act this way, or it's supposed to be this way. I don't want to work this long. Mm-hmm. I don't want to uh, put in this hours. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. And as a company, y'all doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. But life don't yield to just one person you know what i mean like life is very complex and it can 
show itself in different forms and different shapes and things like that to where it's never going to be a straight line to where it's like, oh, it's supposed to be this way. It has to be this way. You have to, at certain times, thrive. At certain times, survive. Mm -hmm. At certain times, lay low. (laughs) At certain times, like, you have to be as complex as life is. It just can't be one way. And that's what I meant by uh, having a kick eat it, too. Like, it's just not going to be your way. I don't think anybody's saying that it has to be one way. I think it it goes back to how you said about your mentee that life is going to do that for you. Yeah. So if I could remove things from my life and I understand maybe this is the other part to what you mean when people want their cake and eat it too. And when people want to say, oh, I'm trying to be mentally healthy, but their, their form of, you know, or, or, they saying, oh, I'm doing things to be mentally healthy, right? I'm, I'm removing myself. I'm cutting these people off. Yeah. But that includes the, the people that love them as well. Or, the, you know, outside of that, they still on Instagram looking at everybody's stuff and, and, and low-key being envious of them. Well, some, or some, some of these people who are cutting people off are not victims. Like, they are the... The toxic one, like even if they're not, you know, uh, but 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 to your point, some of these people are are acting like they're the they're the ones that are being you know victimized, yeah, or you know they they still dealing with people that that hurt them on, on occasion, or they're just wasting time, yeah, 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 watching Netflix or YouTube or whatever it is, um, or they're not exercising, or they're not you know taking time for themselves, or they're not remo- removing themselves from their phones. Which is have been shown to, which have shown to be uh, 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 detrimental to people's, you know, mental focus. Yeah. Um, and so you, you have these people who say that they they're all for mental health, but they don't really take the steps to really uh, uh, become more healthy. However, this whole thing about mental strength, which is why I'm I'm a little against it, because even for me physically. My whole thing is I want to be strong, but to a certain point, because then there's diminishing returns after that strength. And the way I do it is in a controlled environment. I don't just go outside and start picking fights with people and be like, <laughs> OK, this day I'm going to fight three, four people and hope something or go to like a third world country where there is a torn, where they're war torn. And, and, you know, people are fighting outside and say, if yeah. I survive for two, three years, I'm going to come back strong. I don't do that. I go to the gym. I go to the gym and I say, I'm going to lift a certain amount of weight. I'm not going to be out here trying to lift 510 pounds a squat. Like, that's not what I'm going to do because I've seen what happens to those people. Those people go and get back surgeries. Not all of them. Okay. Well, not going to be my story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to find out for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lift a certain amount of weight. When I get to that weight, I'm going to maintain or I'm going to come down. Yeah. But I'm not going to keep continue to do that. I think certain people... Um, you know, have this mindset of strength, and with strength, it's only one way to go, is up. Which and and strength doesn't always equal healthy. Yes, you gotta be a certain amount. You gotta be strong for you know to a certain degree, right? To to maintain certain things or to do certain things. But when you get too strong, it becomes a, a part where it's like, are you doing this for ego? Are you doing this for you know uh, pride? Are you doing this to be the best version of yourself? I don't know. And so when when you say mental, like being mentally strong, what, what are you saying that you going through certain situations without needing help, without needing an outlet, without needing? Uh, I think when I think of 
the idea that came to mind when I was giving that example was just life being its own crash course. So, in my opinion, if everyone had an opportunity to get help mm. or to grow up in a good environment or to have a great job, they take that. Mm. People in the hood, I grew up in the hood. I ain't want to grow up in the hood. My parents didn't want to grow up in the hood. But it was what it was what was offered to us. You mm. get what I'm saying? So, in the in the uh in that environment, you learn okay. I can't wear this. I got to talk this way and I have to um survive, right? Who to say who I would have been if I wasn't in that environment? Now, because I grew up in that environment, what that is is it taught me survival, it taught me street smarts. So now when I'm not in that environment no more, I can recognize things that, you know, the person who didn't grow up in that environment can. That's just just one example. I'm not out here seeking like the same way as like you go to the gym and you're seeking to be strong. I don't think at the moment when we go through things that we view it as, oh, I'm going through this and I'm going to come out mentally strong. Mm. I think we just simply like, I just got to make it to the next day or like I I just got to make it through. You know what I mean? And because it's survival, it's like, oh, you have to have some type of it. And I think that's where I come with the word toughness come from. You're not consciously thinking i'm getting tough i'm getting tough you just constantly thinking like if that person that's at the end of your block keep fighting you every time you go to that street right and you run away the first couple times you run away because you don't want to fight right but back in the day this wasn't my example thank god but you heard those stories to where the parent be like you ran away no 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 i'm taking you back and you gotta fight that person because for that environment, it was, um, I don't want to say accepted, but it was the it was normalized. And because it was normalized, it's kind of hard and kind of um, not totally uh, complete analysis from me being on the outside who's not in that environment to judge people who have to do that on that environment. Now, in the meantime of them going through that, they develop some mental toughness. That's how I view it. To your point, you said you're not going outside to uh, look for a fight and things like that because that's not your environment. You know what I mean? You don't have to fight if you go outside. Now, you go fight to defend yourself. That's what every person should do and probably will do. But you're not looking out to prove yourself to be a tough guy. And that's just one example. That's why I think when I think of mental strength and mental toughness, as you, that's why I think like it's apples and oranges. You go to the gym to physically get strong. Like, that's a conscious thing that you're doing. Healthy, but okay. Or to get healthy, right? And in the meantime, you may get, get strong, strong. Yeah. right? I don't think when it comes to your mental, it's as that of a conscious decision than what you're doing physically in all aspects. I think with certain things like, oh, I got to cut these people off. I have to uh, get off of social media. I have to stop being on my phone as much, be more present in, you know. But in the other aspects of life, what life throws at you, I don't think it's as conscious decision as, oh, this is going to, like, this is my gym right here. I don't think a lot of people think that way. I think a lot of people think, oh, this is what I'm going through. I got to survive. I got to make it out. And then the reward you get from that of getting out is some mental toughness. At least that's how I view it. But not everybody gets out. And that's and that's the 
that's the that's the thing about life it's survival of the fittest and that's that's the sad part about it that some people have to uh, uh lose their life or lose their um <laughs> no i mean no, i mean like and granted and 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 when i say lose your life i'm not only talking about death no 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 i'm i'm not i'm not talking about death i'm talking about like that homeless guy who was peeing outside like he lost okay <laughs> okay chat you need to grow up, okay? You really need to grow <laughs> so up. So he lost. He lost. He, he, it, 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 if he had to choose, I'm sure he would have wanted to use the bathroom in the toilet. You get what I'm saying? But he didn't want it. But he, that's, that wasn't his. Okay. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> but my thing is, yeah. as sad as they may sound, yeah. life doesn't give us that option that everyone's going to survive. Yeah. It's literally the. And, and, and I think. And I, well, let me say this. Though. Go ahead. I think our generation is saying, okay, well, how do we make it so everybody does survive? And I think life is saying everybody's not going to survive. Well, life can't. Well, how do how you? Well, wait. You have a most recent situation right here, right? Okay. I don't know if you heard about it, but the, mm-hmm. there was a Travis Scott concert, right? Mm-hmm. To where um, a lot of people bum rushed the concert. There mm-hmm. was a, over 50,000 people there. Yeah. And people don't go to concert to die. Mm-hmm. You know, RIP to everyone who was uh, injured and prayers to the families who was affected by this. Mm-hmm. But as sad as that is, it's like, yo, when you have that much people in a place and uncontrolled by management or whatever it is, security, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Right. Everybody is at a risk, even if let's say everyone who went there survive mm-hmm. that doesn't take away that that much people in that uncontrolled environment was at a risk and whenever there's a risk there's a consequence and that's what life is and i'm not talking specifically to that situation but but there has to be some reality to where it's like okay how can everyone survive everyone's not gonna survive life a lot a lot of people come from suburban households and things like that and they find themselves in a situation to where it's like they had a a head start on some people that, that don't come from that environment and they not thriving they trying to survive so that's why i'm like everyone is not gonna make it and that's where i think um my statement you gotta have your kick eat it too come from and i may be wrong but it's my feelings i mean that's the reality but that's not changing the fact that what our generation and even generations after us are going to try to do i mean every generation does this right that's true so you try to make the rate of survival higher with every generation that passes yeah and so what we're trying to do is things that people dealt with by themselves where it was only the survival of the fittest we're saying okay how do we make it so more people survive not just the fittest yeah and so if you need an outlet if you need an escape route if you need somebody to walk your hand while you're going to pass your bully mentally of course yeah or sometimes physically (laughs) or physically yeah how do we set up these parameters where you could have 50,000 people in a concert, but it's controlled? Yeah. And so I think we have these areas where it's been uncontrolled for so long and people are waking up to like, this is not right. You see in sports where it's like only people who could mentally deal with the stress are allowed to play the sport. Is this right? And people are saying maybe it's not. Okay. How do we set up these parameters or, or, how do we reevaluate how we approach these athletes mm-hmm. and so forth? 
so that they could perform at their highest without the added pressure of this and that. Some people are saying, well, that's just the game. That's just how it is. And and I think that's where uh, I agree with you to a point because I feel like the people or the generation ahead of us, they wear that as like a badge of honor. You know, so let's say we talk about athletes. They they see it as like, oh, I made it through and I dealt with stress, but I made it through um, to open the door for everyone. It kind of take away from what I had to accomplish or what I had to go through. Now, to your point, every generation should try to make it easier for the next generation. Mm-hmm. But there comes a point to where it's going to be a, um, a ceiling. You're going to hit a ceiling to where in my opinion, to where you're going to have to have some some gall about you. You're going to have to have some type of um, untoxic, not untoxic, toxic traits that's going to um, push you to that level because the thing about that is it's like everyone can't make it, unfortunately. But at to your point, you don't want everybody to have to be barely making it. You know, you have like it's it's different tiers. If 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 you're a coder, and this and you code only when you're at work, and then the other guy codes when he's off work, but he wakes up at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning to get some coding in before you, he's going to be a better coder than you. Mm-hmm. That, that that's not healthy, <laughs> you know. But but that just is what it is because he's losing sleep. So I mean, yeah. So it's like, but at the end, it's like. His goal is to be better than you. So he's going to do some things or she's going to do some things to be better than you. So I feel like to to bring it back, no matter how easy you're going to make the rules, someone is going to do something or a group of people is going to do something to push the ball, to push it to where it's like, oh, the rules is this. Even if you try to make it like healthy for everybody, make it as fair as for everybody. They'll be like, you know what? I'm gonna go the extra mile, and, and they deserve and, to go there. and and that may not be as healthy or as objectively healthy as you are trying to explain. It it it, it goes back to what is your definition of healthy? Like some people want to be the best. Yeah, like you see Gary Coleman, the the uh, I think that's his name. Gary uh, Coleman, the, the 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 actor. Is that uh, no Gary Coleman? Uh, R.I.P. Uh, to Gary Coleman, man. He died? Gary Coleman's not alive. Uh, R.I.P. Gary Coleman. Okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. Not Gary Coleman. But this is um, Olympian, uh, bodybuilder. I forgot his name. But he's a black bodybuilder. He squatted like 800 pounds before. Like, he's insane. I don't watch the bodybuilding. I watch the swimming and the track. Anyways, he was uh, he, he was he was insane. One, like, four times in a row. Crazy. No. One of the biggest guys you will ever see. Mm. If you see him now, the man can barely walk. He still goes to the gym, but he's in a wheelchair doing like stuff. Yeah. And you ask him like, and he had like a surgery after surgery, back surgery, knee surgery, all types of surgery. And you ask him, does he have any? Regrets? Oh, I know who you talk about. I know who you talk about. Yeah, we probably put picture on anyways. And uh, so you you ask him, does he have any regrets? He says no. He said, I did what I wanted to do. And I deal with no regrets. You can't ask for nothing more. So that person who wants to be the best cold in the world and he's staying up till 2 a.m. Going, waking up at 6 a.m. Just a cold, cold, cold. 
if that's what he wants to do, <laughs> then who am I? Because he would probably not be mentally healthy if he felt like he didn't do everything he can do to be the best coach in the world. For me, that's not my goal. And if that's not your goal, that's not your goal. So why would you say, oh, how could he be the best when that's his goal? Mm. And he's doing what he can to be the best. My goal is to have the happiest life I could possibly live. Mm. That's my goal. And so what do I need to do to do that? Some people's goal is to, you know, uh, run as fast as they can. (laughs) So they up early, run the track left and right, and getting beat by three Jamaicans. But, you know. What the Mel? We not just talk about. You know, I'm just I'm talking about. Don't you know, do that. Shout out Usain to Ball. I'm talking about Usain Ball and his two crewmen. Shout out to America, man. Go ahead. <laughs> and Shelly, you know. Anyways, um, but you you have you have these things where depend on your goals and your and, and what you want out of life. There's certain things that you have to do, which I I agree. Do we put mental health first? Over our goals. Like, do mental health, like, in your goals, you are, you were privileged enough to be introduced to mental health uh, slightly before it became the norm. Mm-hmm. So, so you kind of understand the, the importance of it. We still kind of stumbling our way through it in, in some factors. When it comes to goals, do you think people acknowledge mental health while they setting their goals? Because you said if it's if it's my goal to be the best coder, that is not an acknowledgement to mental health. Mm-hmm. So, I, to answer my question, I don't. When I set goals, I don't think of I'm gonna be tired or or I'm gonna be stressed or I'm gonna be grumpy. You know, I don't think that far ahead. More than oh, I'm gonna wake up in the morning to do this. I'm gonna set this goal. I'm gonna go to the gym every day. I don't think of the ramifications beforehand or even setting time out like, okay, I'm going to do this for two months straight. I'm going to go hard. And then third month, I'm going to take a mental break. Like, I'm not that present in that field. So that's why I think, do you think our generation, when they think of their goals, do they think of the mental health aspect of it with their goals? Maybe a couple. I don't think it, I think. Mental health and all that is, is a very new uh, idea. Okay. I would say for, um, I, I was going to say for myself, but I forgot what I was going to say for myself. But for myself, I think one thing that I always take into account is worst case. And so, well, not worst case, but like, what is the end goal, right? Uh-huh. And, um... That's what I was going to say. But what was the end goal? So for me, physically, I'm, I remember a guy telling me, because he used to work out crazy during college. And I was like, yo, relax. <laughs> like, you're not playing any sports. <laughs> you know, you're not about to go to the Olympics. Like, uh-huh. Why are you working out like this? And he said that, you know, he wants to be able to play with his grandkids when he's in 70s, 80 years old. And that kind of always stuck with me. Because you see so many people that reach that age, they could barely move. Whether they're limping or they're, you know, walking with a wheelchair. And I was like, you know what? I wanted to do whatever I needed to do to be able to physically walk around and play with my grandkids at that age. Uh-huh. And so that's kind of how I looked at uh, physical health. Mentally, same thing kind of happened. And this is kind of recent. 
I was listening to a Jordan Peterson uh, video. Shout out to Jordan Peterson. And he got some good stuff. I'm always on the fence with him. But, um, but yeah, he said that um, he was saying that what you want to do is prepare yourself for the worst case scenario. Like you're not being the best adult if, let's say, your parent, you, you no, let's you not even go down. He said that you're in debt, you don't have a place to stay. Or your your parent, or you don't you financially not well, physically you're not well, mentally you're not well, and then say say something catastrophic happens, like uh-huh. your parents, both of your parents pass away, or both of your kids pass away. You need to be able to be well in all other aspects, so when this part happens, that you are a rock for other people. If they if they if you're the person that people need to uh, to deal with. Instead of the person that helps people deal, then you're not the best adult that you can be, mm. especially when these worst when these situations happens in life. And so that's kind of what been playing in my mind recently. It's like, am I in the best situation I could possibly be in if something bad were to happen today or tomorrow? That's true. Shout out to the Catholic Church ringing the bell. You Is that know? the Catholic Church? I don't know if the Catholic Church. I mean, this your street. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it might be. Romanian. I don't well, know shout out, Catholics. shout out to is is Romanian kind of Catholic? It does they does sound, it, it comes from Catholic. Romania, Rome. I don't know, but they're in different places. But huh. Romans in Italy. I guess my idea is me honestly. I don't think of mental health until I'm already in hell. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and <laughs> not hell literally, but but like you're in a bad place. Exactly, Jeez. and and by then it's too late. Yeah. But that's but I think that's most people. I I don't think people But that's people with health, period. So health like in like physical yeah, people, like yeah. You know, people don't take their health serious until they buy get their leg chopped. Yeah, off. so it's like I'm already like you don't wanna you don't want to um already be depressed mm. <laughs> trying to deal with depression. Yeah. Cause you, it, it's gonna be hell. So that's how uh, um, I view mental health in, in that factor. Mm. For me personally, of I kind of really don't know how to prepare for it or even know how to acknowledge it mm. until it's already like upon me. It's like, oh, I may feel... The only time I actually took time out to actually uh, care about my mental health is when something drastic. So my, my father passed and I was like, let me go talk to the therapist. Because I was like... I don't feel depressed, mm. but people kind of project things on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people be like, you just go be in your uh, kitchen and be like Florida Evans. Damn. Damn. <laughs> damn. Like, I, like, I'm like, that's not my character. But yeah. at the same time, I don't want to scare myself. By- <laughs> <laughs> you look in the mirror. They all say you break the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm like, let me go just make sure, like. I'm not going to like just flip out and turn to a different person. So I went there and I guess I was labeled as a functional, uh, as functionally depressed. Okay. But I could, I could have tied it to something. Mm. So that's why I'm like, Oh, this would make me sad. You know, when a man's money is funny, he don't find nothing happy about life. You know what I mean? So it's, it's those type of things. That's like, Oh, you have to stay hopeful. And be like, okay, 
I'm grateful I'm not on antidepressants. Yeah. You know, shout out to anybody who has to take that. Please take your medicine. Um, but mines have a cause and an effect. It's not a, it's not a chemical imbalance yeah. that's going on. Um, so I don't know. Like, do I respect mental health? Yes. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. I guess. But I wish I had a um a better starting point than than uh I have in my current life. But I'll be lying to say that I am not grateful for the person I turn out to be. Mm-hmm. Like things don't bother me and I'm not as entitled as uh people that's not from my uh, environment. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I guess to me that's my way of holding myself putting some type of um putting some elitist uh uh putting some elitist high hierarchy to like me like oh I'm tough I'm you know I'm street smart I'm I'm from the ghetto I'm from the hood I can recognize this I'm very discerning and things like that things that I had to be to live <laughs> every day now I'm using it to describe myself as this is who I am and this is how I thrive you know, so I don't know. Like this mental health thing is all. I ain't gonna lie, it's weird to me. It's strange to me. Um, therapy. The the funny thing about mental health. The least strange thing about mental health is therapy. Is therapy. <laughs> like like everybody making a big deal about therapy. In the sense of, I know a lot of people out there champion therapy, saying go to therapy, but y'all not going to therapy. Go to therapy, y'all. Yeah. So like my guy over here, you know. I went to therapy. <laughs> I'm going back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but my thing is, trust me, the least weird thing about uh, mental health is actually talking to somebody about it. So everything else to me is still kind of weird. Interesting. Like everything, like even like not to point nobody out because I am still a fan. Naomi Osaka, like that's weird to me. Shout out to Naomi Osaka. Come back. I like watching you play tennis, but or not. Oh, matter of fact, your choice. Your body, your choice. You know. Use that phrase. No, because it's her body. It's her. She she used her body to play tennis. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, but but to me, but to me, Uh that's weird. Okay. Because I'm like, what's ten minutes? Is it ten minutes? Oh, you talking about the press? Yeah. Oh, okay. Answer those questions. Get that back. Go home. But I'm from a different environment. You know what I mean? To where it's like, we ain't going to let these questions and these people stop us from getting the bag. Mm. So, I don't know. Is, mental health is still weird to me. Is it weird to you? Or I'm actually looking to you to teach me some things about mental health. Oh, I can't teach you. Oh, man. whoa. No, I can't. I can't teach you. I think you, you got a, a pretty good handle on on your own mental well-being. I'm, you got the turtle. You got the therapist turtleneck on. So I'm like, oh, you definitely can teach me some things about mental health. Let me tell you, man. <laughs> I, I stopped going to the gym for one week. <laughs> yeah, I just slammed all the way down. Like, so I might have to go back. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I can't. I can't say. Uh, I can't teach anybody. I think we're all trying to learn. Yeah. It, it all goes back to us watching our previous generations, um, how they how they ended up. Right. And nobody really looks happy. <laughs> and that's and that's what scares, I think, a lot of us. Yeah. now. Like nobody really looks happy. Like we seen. You no. Know, and, and and yes, there was tough. But it's like y'all was alcoholics. Y'all were abusers. 
y'all got divorced, y'all was suffering through marriages, y'all, it's like, y'all didn't really live good lives, so yes, y'all were tough, but then when we really dissect and really look at your life, it's like, do y'all live a great life, and do I want that for myself, and so I think a lot of us are like, okay, we need to really, like, for example, uh, Simone Biles, a coach, Apparently coached another girl that told her to continue uh, doing go go through with the um, the twisties and whatever. Yeah, even okay. though she had the twisties, and so she went. She she hurt herself. Mm. Uh, and I think it was kind of like weird. And then she went again, even though she hurt herself. The coach was like, "You gotta keep going. This is for America." And mentally, she was she was strong, but her body wasn't all the way there. But she, and but she did it. She got gold. She did. It. She completed the the. Whatever trick that she did, but she was able, she was never able to compete again because she she hurt herself way past uh, recovery, and so even though she was gold, even though she she, she made won. history, yeah, even though she mentally was all she mentally pushed herself, did she did do that because she wanted to do that? Did she do that because of the pressures of outside was telling her to do mm-hmm. that? Did she do that because of her coach? Did she do that because of pride? We don't. I don't know. I don't know the, her full story. But Simone Biles, she made the conscious decision to say, "This is not worth my own my own life or yeah. my own." And I think that's what people need to do. It's like, is this worth what you really want? If you're saying I want to be the best gymnast no matter what, okay, cool. If you're saying I want to be the best gymnast, but not over. My physical health, mm-hmm. not over me hurting myself. Then you you make that decision, and then you just go on from there. It's, sorry, my oh. my dog. Your mother's dog. My mother's dog. But just woke up. You, do you got something to say, Boaz? No. Okay. But anything else you want to leave the people with, Chen, on mental health? No. Nah. Blessings. 